Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope you guys are making it a good one, especially after last night, because I know that we are as well. We have a great show in store for you tonight. A lot of topics to get into. Durante Jones, LSU's defensive coordinator, is going to take us a little bit behind the scenes of what he wants his defense to look like. I like what I'm hearing. It's going to be a violent defense. You guys know how I feel about about the back end and the front end of LSU's defense. We will talk about that. Jake Peets, what are we going to see now with these weapons? What RPO games should we expect and what should we expect from Jake Peets? Um, some things are coming out trashing Jake Peets today from a multi of levels we will talk about that i know we'll just talk about it we'll talk about it hashtag ask blake as always we do on tuesdays and wednesdays will lsu get into a regional again we got a lot to talk about we will touch on that as well and i gotta give a special shout out i hadn't done this to my boy yet the j boy jake crane came out with his top uh uh top coaches list today I'm right off the top. I'm going to get to my boy. My man said something about Ed Orgeron. He disrespected my man. We might be debating this a little. AYS versus the J-Boy show at Orgeron. It's coming. We're going to get a prequel tonight. We're going to get a prequel tonight. But before we get started, as always, guys, we got to thank our good partners over at Believe Podcast and everything that they do for us. Guys, go over to Believe Podcast, and they have a whole host of podcasts, former great Sakio Spikes, Isaac Bruce, DJ Boy, who's also on there, and you can catch out all the great podcasts. But before we get started, as always, we do have to pay some bills around this thing so we can keep the lights going, and none better than our good friends and sponsors over at GM Varno & Sons. GM Varno & Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. Drive tray repair, RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino at AYS, sent you on by our good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, it is. And now that we know that Louisiana sports gambling is going to be passed more than likely in the state of Louisiana, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all your sporting action. BetOnline has you covered for all the scores, odds, news, and updates for all, right here on your mobile device. It's the best way to place all of your bets, and the best thing is it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website, betonline.ag.com, or .ag, not .com, betonline.ag for your, uh, for your mobile use and device today and get 50% off your first time using it. It's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. 
Yeah, so listen, we do got to do that. Yeah, it's not .com. It's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. Craig Schilling says, and we are live. That we are. All right, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to I gotta come after – not go after my boy. Let me preface this. If you don't know my man, Jacob Crane, J-Boy, very talented, knows his shit. I mean, knows his shit. Love my dude. Dude's a great guy, okay? Usually spot on. But today, my man came out with his top uh, coaches in the SEC. Uh, and, and I'm going to obviously degree, uh, disagree with him. Um on this, if you haven't seen it, I'll just do from the veterans. Let's not even talk about the new hires right now. I'll just give you J-Boy's list. Because we have kind of been talking about this over the last two weeks about is Ed Orgeron being disrespected? Now, I, I, we're probably going to have this debate, me and him, so I can't give my man all the info. I can't give him all my ammo. But I'm going to say some stuff about this tonight, so maybe we can start putting this to bed. He has Nick Saban 1, Kirby Smart 2, <laughs> Kirby Smart, okay. Jimbo Fisher, three. Lane Kiffin, four, which is a head-scratcher to me. Ed Orgeron, five. Dan Mullen, six. Mark Stoops, seven. Uh, Sam Pittman, eight. Mike Leach, nine. Eli Drinkowitz at number 10. Um, I've said this before, and, 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 and let me say this again. As Marvin Mackey says, go after him. I'm not going to go after him. We're just going to debate it. It's not like Lane Gilbo when he says it puts a Rudy Poo article out there. My, my man does some great stuff. He does some fantastic stuff, okay? But having Ed Orgeron fifth, if if this were when Ed Orgeron was hired, okay, maybe so. All right, fine. It's okay. Sure. But the preseason polls all last year had Ed Orgeron at two. Why? You had him above Jimbo Fisher. You had him above Kirby Smart. You had him above Dan Mullen. You had him above Lane Kiffin. Why was that? Well, Blakey was coming off the greatest season of all time. Okay, so if the words are, if the narrative is, if facts are, and you guys know how much I hate the what-if game. I hate it. If but what we do know is that Ed Orgeron in 2019 had the best assistant coach probably in college football in 19. We know that in Joe Brady. He had the best quarterback, and he got five guys in the first round of the NFL draft. Five. Three of them were three stars. So development was a big thing for that team. Ed Orgeron was the head coach during that development. Now, he had a lot of great coaches under him, which falls under him. But this big narrative that Ed has none, zero, zilch, or gets no credit for what happened in 2019, I don't understand it. Let's look at this. Now, I'm not going to give all of my my ammo right now. I can't do that. Ed Orgeron in the last, uh, uh, would be six or four or five seasons, let's see. No, this would be his uh, fifth season at LSU, so six seasons, or fifth, five seasons. I didn't write that down. I need to write that down. This In the last five seasons, even at USC, as a head coach, 2013 when he was there, Ed Orsron is 51-16 and 16 as a head coach. 51-16. and 16. I'll get to the Ole Miss stuff in just a minute. But 51-16. and 16. Guys, that's 76% winning percentage. 76%. That's – Upper echelon. That's better than Dan Mullen. And you know who else that's better than in the Power Five is Lane Kiffin. We can put stats and numbers together for Lane Kiffin. He's 66 and 39, but 26 of those 66 wins come when he was at FAU, which, quite honestly, if we're being dead ass honest, was his best tenure and he wasn't in the Power Five. Is Lane Kiffin a good coach? Absolutely. Absolutely. But he does not deserve to be above Ed Orgeron because of one thing, national championship. Now, Ed Orgeron gets characterized all the time for being the Gene Chiswick of this era. Well, Gene Chiswick didn't go 13-4 and against top 10 teams. He did not. He did not. Outside of the year with Cam, he was Rudy Poo. Ed Orgeron, not six wins in eight, in eight games. Six wins twice, once at USC. By the way, if we're just going to throw that out there. Uh, then he has nine wins, ten wins, 15 wins, and then a global pandemic with five. Beating the SEC East champs. Because the SEC East champs in Florida, the very next week, the very next week against the University of Alabama, went toe-to-toe with the best team last year. Toe-to-toe with them. That's not disputing that. 
None whatsoever. That probably was Alabama's toughest game, was Florida, because they were just having a – it was a haymaker. It was like Mike Tyson throwing haymakers all over the place. It was a score fest. But Alabama would prevail. LSU would wind up beating Florida as well. I kind of want to give Ed Orgeron this, and I don't want to give him a complete pass, not a complete pass on 5-5, five and five, but I am not going to play the what-if game. Well, Blake, what you've said, LSU could go 10-3 and three next year. LSU can get nine wins, ten wins. I get all that. That's my projection. But if we're going to make the projection right now, if we're going to say it right now, I don't even want to have the argument with Jimbo and Ed because – you know what, I kind of come to the the point where, you know what, I might pick Ed, but Jimbo has a national title too, although he hasn't done it in the SEC yet. He hasn't done it in the SEC, but he has a national title. He has a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Look, he's been accomplished in what he's done as a head coach. We can't dispute that. We cannot dispute that, although I might not like Jimbo and Texas A&M, even though I might hate them a little bit more at times than Alabama, I can respect what Jimbo Fisher has done as a head coach. You can put him at two for all I care. Doesn't matter. Put him one, two, doesn't matter, or two, three, doesn't matter to me anyway. But I don't, I don't, what I don't understand is, is how you can have Kirby Smart, Lane Kiffin, and some, some people have Dan Mullen in front of Ed Orgeron. Lane Kiffin, when he was at USC, now, and I get all the, um, I get that Lane Kiffin and USC was on probation during all of this. Like, I get all of that. So, all 171 of you that are watching us live, I, I get that. I understand that. Okay. <laughs> it's not like I just forgot about that out of the ether. But so did Ed Orgeron. They beat the Pac 12 champions in Stanford. They're rooting for Coach O to be the head coach. Now, again, we can't take away five from five, but if we're going to put on a pedestal, 2020-2019, is here for me where 2020 might be a little bit down a little bit. He goes five and five. I get it. If he finishes three and seven, all right. You know what? Hey, you know, you know. look, he, he, <laughs> he kind of went back to his old ways. You know, maybe we might have to knock him down a notch, but that's not how he finished. The last thing I'm going to say on this, and we're going to move on, and we're going to get to the comments like we do always. How do wins and losses not matter? How do wins and losses not matter? Meaning, if you're going to beat Kirby Smart and twice and be 2-0 and against Kirby Smart, how does that not matter? We can't project when we make this. We can't project what will happen in the future and make this kind of a list, in my opinion. We can put coaches everywhere we want. We can put Lane – what if Lane Kiffin is at LSU? I think that's what Jay boy said today on Twitter. We had a good little debate. It was fantastic. He said, what if you put Lane Kiffin at LSU? But he's not. He's at Ole Miss. He's at Ole Miss. We can't – now, <laughs> I might concede a little bit on that one because I think it would be deadly, but LSU has been deadly. LSU at times has been deadly under Ed Orgeron. We don't – no one on the face of the planet – Gives Ed Orgeron the credit, in my opinion, for really anything. For really anything. So, that's just my two thoughts on that. Now, I hope, and I think that we will, um, we will have that debate. Uh, Tim Graves gave us some stars on the Twitter machine. Uh, He popped the bottle. And then he sent us some stars on the Facebook. Guys, every time you send us stars via Facebook, it means the world to us. Tim Graves, uh, former uh, classmate of mine, great basketball player, by the way. Great basketball player, by the way. Um, I really appreciate you guys when you send us stars. Uh, C. King says, Edo is perfect for LSU. I'm not replacing him with anyone right now. And I wouldn't either. Even if we're going to project, even if we're going to project, if even if LSU finishes second in the SEC West, which I don't think that they will, I don't think that – well, let me back up. <laughs> I'm going to be careful with that one. I'm going to be careful with that one. I shouldn't say that. Even though, let's just say hypothetically they finish second in the West. Then what? So, which would make Ed Orgeron at minimum 60, 60 and 17, 16 uh, – or 60 and 18 at LSU, which would then put him as a 79% winning percentage coach. Guys, that's unreal. And don't tell me it's – well, it's just LSU. He's getting the recruits. You know – 
people forget that aren't LSU fans what was happening under Nick uh, when Nick Saban was coming in here and poaching guys under Les Miles. He shut the he has shut the state down. It's not as simple as saying, "Oh, well, you're LSU." Sometimes, especially when it comes to recruiting. Now, there are some things you could say, "Well, you're LSU, and you better do it." Coaching searches can be one of them. Hashtag Paul Maneri, but this isn't one of them. Recruiting's not one of them. You got to actually go out there and work and work your ass off. Getting guys like Sage Ryan, Will Campbell, uh, uh, um, uh, what's the kid? Oh my gosh, why am I forgetting the, the kid and laughing yet from St. Thomas Walker Howard? I mean, he's locking the state down. Nine times out of ten, when Les Miles was here, that was a fight to the end. We didn't know till signing day, and we kind of had a, a, a gut feeling that these kids were going to Bama. Let's call a spade a spade. Edwards Run has done re- really well, in my opinion, at LSU. I think that he deserves the credit. Now, now, when realistic things happen, and if LSU shits the bed this upcoming season, which they won't, which they won't, but if, and you guys, know, again, know how much I hate that what-if game. If they do that, okay, then we can talk about it then. But right now when everything's on the line and we have everything that's in front of us, national champion head coach, national champion head coach, the Gene Chizik argument is the stupidest, the absolute stupidest argument, in my opinion, when you, when you talk about Ed Orgeron. Blakey's got one national championship. Well, he went from six wins, saved you a season. By the way, let's not forget. Let's not forget what would have happened under Les Miles. Ed Orsron saved that season and saved that recruiting class. That recruiting class had four guys get drafted in the first round. Let's not forget that. He saved that class. I don't want to hear what recruiting class or recruiting people are going to tell me. I don't care what they – well, Blake, that class is already kind of in here. Rudy Pooh bullshit. Ask Auburn what happened this last time when they fired Gus Malzahn. Their class crumbled. It crumbled. So don't give me that. When coaches leave, classes crumble. Ed Orgeron saved you. He built it with nine wins in 2017. He turned around with a guy named Joe Burrow in 2018. We remember 19, a pandemic, and something that no one kind of look. Ed is not without his blame. Let's not let's get this not get this twisted too. Ed is not without his blame. He's not. There are some things that Ed does that drives me nuts. It drives me insane. Some of the things he does. However, however, everything that's negative, the reason we don't come in here with negative shit about Ed is because everybody else in Baton Rouge is pushing the negative shit on Ed. I mean, why do I got to be negative when everybody else is being negative towards Ed before me? I know I sound like an Ed Orsron homer, and and that's fine. That is fine. I know what I might sound like. But I'm not going to allow people to run out there and Rudy Papoo, oh, my God, Ed O. Not going to happen. He saved you, bro. Let's not get that twisted. He saved you. He was the, Every LSU fan remembers the utter gut-wrenching uh, thought process or, or, or the things that we went through when we couldn't beat Alabama. He brought you out of that purgatory. He brought you out of it. We're coming. We're coming. We're not backing down. That man's back, by the way. Man, I'm going to be open and candid. We're going to move on. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to get your comments. We're going to move on from this. That man in 2019, by the way, that guy that says we're coming after your ass, that you didn't really see a lot in 2020 until Florida, by the way, you saw that man at Ole Miss. That's the guy that you saw, the guy from 2019. He's back. Trust me, he's back. Just going to leave it there. Get your damn popcorn ready because we're coming to patty smack everybody's ass. Let's freaking go. That man's back. Talk to anybody in that building. It's time. LSU goes 10-3. and three. That's good after what happened last season. They go 11-2. I'm okay with that. They're building. All right, let's move on. Just got to say my piece, man. I'm not going to let people just go out there. And, I, and look, let me say this too. J-Boy's not trashing it, though. He's not trashing it, though. <laughs> He's not doing it. I love him to death. Great guy. Super dude. Super dude. Go follow him at the J-Boy Show. 
Um, Kyle Farmer says, Kirby equals Mark Rick. Eh. Mark Rick never got to a national title, though. And that's the thing that we're talking about, too, man. I mean, getting to it and winning it is a big deal. It's a big deal. James Joseph, uh, what's going on, James? He says, what? They think because they think because Coach O had a bad year, he forgot how to coach. Some people do. Some people do. I don't think J-Boy does. Um, <laughs> Kenny says, Auburn basketball struggle. Bruce Pearl certainly isn't a horrible coach. That's true. That's true. Um, Kyle says, this D-line about to be the U level. I think that they will be very good. Look, we heard Warren Sapp on the show talk about it. Ed Ed is going to build the D-line in his image, and he kind of has. I mean, look, the one thing that you could talk about maybe is the defensive ends. They have a lot of um, youth at some positions in, in, in the twos, but you got guys like Savion Jones that are there, B.J. Ojolari. I mean, you got a lot of guys. Phillip Webb is a guy. I mean, so you got a lot of people there. Uh, C. King says, where has Lane Kiffin ever been successful at a major program as a head coach? Um, not really any. Now, I, I'll give him Tennessee a little because that, I mean, that place is a dumpster fire to go seven and six in your first year. Maybe, maybe he's gotten 10, he got 10 wins in 2011 um, at USC. But the truth is, if you look in the Power Five Conference, he hasn't eclipsed double-digit wins only once, and then went from ten wins, and then went seven and six, and then went three and two when he got fired. And Ed Orgeron ran that ship uh, and beat a Stanford team that won the Pac-12 that year. He has not had he has not had the success at major programs. He goes to the NFL. He he didn't have success. Uh, <laughs> you gotta give it to your boy Marvin, man. You got to give it to you more, Marvin. Uh, Tommy Chrysan says, AYS rocks. I appreciate that, man. Uh, Farmer says, Kyle Farmer says, Max to Eric Gilbert going to piss college football off, and I'm here for it. I'm, I'm sure it will, and it definitely will. Tommy Howard, what's up, Tommy, says, Ed has locked down Louisiana for the most part. Absolutely he has. Absolutely he has. And, look, we're going to be talking about the coordinators and, and even talking about that. We're going to get kind of a, a behind-the-scenes look at Durante Jones and, and what he wants to talk about or what he wants to do defensively. Guys, that dude's a very smart individual. Saw some clips on it um, already. I mean, look, the guy's just a very, very smart individual. When he says things like – and he kind of blows me away a little bit when he when he speaks. When, and, look, I know that, that talking doesn't mean anything until you get yourself on the field – but I mean, as a football as a football guy and a guy that played it, and especially from an offensive line perspective, when he says things like four three three four, it doesn't really matter. Sometimes it's just numbers. Thank you, sweet baby Jesus. It doesn't matter. Your scheme and getting guys in the right place is what matters. The violence that they want to play with, I think, is another thing. We've talked about Mike Jones this week, and we've talked about him a lot. Who Mike Jones? Guys, he's he's on the bottom of the first round. The bottom of the first round in some uh, mock drafts. Crazy. And we think that kid's not going to start? Come on, man. Come on. So, I, I think schematically, I mean, look, he's not going to – I think it's the first time that we're not – that he, will, he won't have the persona of, hey, we're LSU, we're man-to-man coverage, you can't run zone coverage. And, and that's what made Dave Aranda – so successful at times too, guys. You remember uh, at the half against Alabama uh, when Tua threw that interception. They ran a zone coverage. Patrick Queen gets the interception. You then score on the very next play. You're up by twenty, guys. You don't have to always run man-to-man coverages. You got to mix it up in today's game. You got to confuse quarterbacks, and they did that in nineteen, especially at the end of the season when Trevor Lawrence, a former a number one overall pick, a first round pick. You know, LSU gets criticized a little bit for that 19 defense, but look how they turned it on. Jalen Hurts, who's a starter uh, in the NFL, they shut him down. Trevor Lawrence couldn't complete um, over 50% of his passes. And look, Tua had great numbers, but outside of three bombs that he had, two of them to Devonta Smith, yeah, he was kind of managed at times. He couldn't get the win. He couldn't get the last touchdown. Threw a critical interception right there before the half. LSU then turns right around. We all remember it. The Joe Burrow throw into the corner to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. 
So, I mean, you can't just have where LSU run man-to-man coverage. You're going to get your ass beat like that, and that's what beat Bo Pelini. That's exactly what beat Bo. Marvin Mackey says, kept all uh, the guys with a 5-5 five and five season. That he did. And, you know, as I continue into this, and I think that you guys will agree with this, as I continue, you know, I've always asked the question, um, does experience, how much does experience matter to talent? We saw last year from our own team how much experience matters, right? Like, we know how much experience matters. It means uh, the, the world. It means the world. When you have guys that are talented and have experience, you go and make great things happen. The simple fact that LSU has 34 guys that have started a game in the SEC or against a team in the SEC tells me all I need to know. Uh, the kid um, just came over for Nichols, Pig. Um, it's not Pig Howard. I forget the kid's last name. It's slipping my mind. Uh, but then Mike Jones is another guy. The only starter that you could potentially have that doesn't have an SEC start right now would be uh, Novantique, Bug Strong, Novantique Strong, the number one JUCO linebacker. That's the only one. Major Burns can, might, can walk himself in there, work himself in there, but still, incredible. Uh, Kyle says, Ed mishandled last offseason. He got uh, sidetracked. It happens, but now he looks rejuvenated. Let me tell you this. He is rejuvenated. I've talked to multiple people inside that building, multiple people inside that building, especially coaches that were there with him, especially coaches that were there. Um, Let me say this. Um, How do I want to say this? (laughs) I'm going to end it here. Um, Edwards runs back, baby. Just it is what it is. Uh, Harold Woods, what's up, Harold? He says, odd year, baby, we coming. That's true. You know LSU can't be winning in even years. We just took the season off. <laughs> oh. Jay bro, what you doing? Uh, says Craig Schilling. Gino Vegas says the wrong ignition. It's all about the players. It is. Tr- that's true. It is. It's all about getting the guys there, too. Uh, Jeremiah Phillips says Mike Jones and Baskerville. Yeah, Michael Baskerville, got to give it to Shea Dixon. He broke that news uh, about Michael Baskerville. He is going to be back. Congratulations. Let's roll. That's another, Guys, that's another individual, another individual that has an SEC, multiple SEC starts. Now, the, the problem you might have is a, a, a attrition here, but we'll have to wait and see. Cam Rogers says, sup, Blake? I'm in the marketing uh, director at Believe. Love promoting your show. I appreciate that, Cam Rogers. I appreciate that greatly, my man. Love it. I love it. Um, let's see. Guys, if you want very quick plug, very quickly. If you want some great podcasts and stuff to listen to, go over to Believe. Guys, the talent there is just ridiculous. I mean, it's so freaking good. Like, they got Isaac Bruce. Um, they got Takeo Spikes, Zach Meckenberger's on our team now as we're going to be branching out into the SEC, doing some big stuff in the SEC. The J-Boy, I mean, it's just a great place to be um, if you like listening to podcasts. Great place to be. Let's see, Brad says, what's up, Blake, new listener, let's go. I appreciate that, Brad. Thank you, thank you, sir. Don't forget to like, are you serious sports, like and subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts. Brandon Reese says, I just want the defense to get back to where Chavis and Aranda had it in terms of being relentless. I think that we'll be there. I think that we'll be there. I like Durante Jones. I, I, I know another thing that we wanted, I wanted to talk about, we might just wait until after the break, is Jake Peets. But I think Durante Jones brings another level. Guys, we don't know what they're going to run. That's something that a lot of people don't know either. We, nobody has film to go off of. Nobody had film to go off of in the beginning of the season – on what um, Joe Brady wanted to run. So, now, and people said at the end of the season, well, just first-time offense they ever seen it. Bullshit. They had 13, 14. Alabama had eight games to study film on LSU. Bullshit. I don't want to hear that. But in the beginning of the season and as it progressed, a lot of teams don't know what they're going to run. You, You know, for example, I'll give this example. And why this is a plus for both of these guys that have never called defenses. 
You remember the the uh, third – was it fourth down when Clyde Edwards-Alaire caught that ball off of his shoestrings and got a first down? That was a formation that LSU runs a lot, but they never run that kind of screen pass before to a Clyde Edwards-Alaire like that, not on the short side of the field, and they get a first down. I mean, those are just some small, very small things that, that Joe Brady in this offense did – that they capitalized on because they've never seen it before. I think that that can be a huge plus for Durante Jones and Jake Peets as they move forward. As they move forward. So, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Derek Street says, most of the best players on Bama and Clem sucks. <laughs> I've never heard Clemson called – I've never heard him called Clem sucks. We're L.A. kids. Love Coach O. He is our guy. Yeah, I mean, Alabama's got a lot. Clemson don't have a lot, though. Pick Cage. They, thank you, uh, Harold uh, Woods. He says, Pick Cage. Man, <laughs> what a hell of a name. LSU's defense has some names with them. Mike Jones. Who, Mike Jones? Bug Strong. Bug Strong. And now, Pick Cage, Major Burns. Come on, man. Come on. Even on Max Johnson offensively. <laughs> Max Johnson? Come on, bro. Some great names. Mark says Arkansas 10-2 over Georgia in the eighth. Bases loaded. Yeah. Look, we don't need Alabama to win, continue to win. If you're an LSU baseball fan, we don't need – Alabama to continue to win because that just keeps pushing LSU further, further and further out. Uh, you can't. We we don't. And their their coach kind of freaks me out a little bit with the Michael Strahan, you know, gap tooth. He kind of freaks me out. I mean, he kind of freaks me out. I kind of, you know, it's kind of fits Michael Strahan. Um, but he freaks me out. I, I feel like I'm looking at the guy from it. You know. Harold Wood says Durante Jones will have a Joe Brady effect on the defense. I think that he could. I mean, now Harold, listen to me. <laughs> it's a big it's and it's a big thing to ask from Jake Peets or Durante Jones. I think when you when you say the Joe Brady effect, that's here. That is that is the tip of the iceberg. If one or both of them have that kind of effect, then that means a national championship. I don't know if we will have that. I mean, I kind of want to wait to see on that a little bit. I think that they will have success, but I'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. I, do I think they have the potential? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Kevin Keegan says, I also am a new listener. Great content here, Blake. Kevin, I appreciate that. I very much appreciate that. A lot of new listeners tonight. What y'all know about that? We moving on up, moving on up. I like that. I like new listeners. Sometimes I feel like our show gets su suppressed sometimes. Appreciate all the new listeners. Kenny says LSU football can be compared to Rocky Three. Lost their edge, but we'll get back. I like that comparison. Glubber T, uh, Mr. T, you know, oh, what do you predict? Pain. I like I, I like it. I like – I actually, believe it or not, I think Rocky Three. I think it goes Rocky four, Rocky three for me. I mean, I, that's not even a debate, right? Like it's Rocky four, Rocky three, Rocky five's at the very below. I like the creeds too. I like the creeds. I love when um, Apollo Creed is training Rocky. Ba 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 ba. Speed Rock, speed, speed. Great movie. And by the way, for all my lovely Italians out there that's listening to this show, don't say Rocky when you're in a fight. Don't say you the modern-day Rocky. You can't fight. <laughs> hate Italians when they say, I'm like Rocky Balboa, I can fight. No, you can't. you four foot three. All right? Sit down. I'm lucky that God blessed me at 6'3". Sit your ass down, but I got some Sicilian in me. <laughs> T.J. Landry says his passion is what connects him with the players. That's true. Talking about Ed Orgeron. And you could start to feel it at the end of last season. That's also true. I think they're going to turn some heads. I love the show. Thank you for that. I agree. I think that they will. C. King, our good friend over at Talking Tiger Sports, the Facebook group. Guys, you can go in there. Great content there. 
uh, at, all the time. Uh, and guy, we get, they go back and forth. It's a great debate along there too. C King says you can see what the defense did in the spring game. That's true, uh, and know it will be significantly better. And we didn't even show anything. I think that that's a point. I think you showed your what your back end can do. You can show you showed what your back your back what I call the back seven. Okay, five DBs, two linebackers. What I call the back seven. They were locked down a lot of times. You know, they kind of bend but didn't break. Um, they did show a lot. Dwight McLaughlin, I thought, looked fantastic. And here's the crazy thing. Eli Ricks wasn't out there. Derek Stingley, Eli, if you get those two guys to play the way that they did, along with Dwight McLaughlin and Jay Ward, it's going to be one hell of a show that they can put on. And you guys already know, well, we see maybe, maybe not because there are some first-time listeners in here. Um, like Kevin Keegan, uh, I am the CEO president of the J Ward fan club. Love me some J Ward. Absolutely love him. So we'll see. All right, let's do this. We're going to continue some LSU football talk. Let's talk about some Jake Peets. We talked to Ronte Jones. Let's get over to some offense and some Jake Peets. Put in the comments, um, what you think about Jake Peets and this offense, and then we'll get to him. But we got to get over to our good friend, Mr. John Patton, over at uh, GMFS Mortgage. Guys, if you're thinking about buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with my good friend, Mr. John Patton, over at GMFS Mortgage today. Get a, give him a call at 225-614-1234. That's 225-614-1234. And tell him your good buddy, Mr. Blake Rafino at AYS, sent you on by. Or shoot him an email at jpatton at gmfslending.com. That's jpatton at gmfslending.com. And say that you saw, his, you saw him on the AYS show. GMFS changing lives. And our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Drake Williams lawfirm.com that's drake williams lawfirm.com real estate successions dwis they do it all drake williams law firm in ponchatoula louisiana give them a call at 985-386-7600 that's 985-386-7600 tell them your friend blake Rafino sent you on by all righty let's get to some um jake pete's talk Uh uh-oh there we go uh, Kevin Keegan says, I'm a big Jay Warren fan, too. I am, too. Very quickly, and then we'll get to the offense. See, uh, look, I posted this on Twitter, at AYS Sports. I posted some videos. The simple fact that that guy is now a safety running with uh, Kadarius Tony, arguably the fastest guy in the SEC last year, tells me all I need to know. A willing, a willing tackler. I mean, guys, he won you the game in Arkansas. Like, do we forget that? The back half of that season – as as horrible, as horrendous as the first half of LSU's football season was, as horrible as it was, guys, the back half of the season went pretty significantly well, much better. Okay, you lose Tech to Texas A&M by thirteen. You should have won that game. Arguably, if Max if Max Johnson in that game, you win. You beat Florida. You beat Ole Miss. You beat Arkansas. So that's three, and you lose to Alabama. Uh, and Jay Ward, the block field goal and and, and drawing the ball loose, so the Alabama uh, Arkansas had to line up for a field goal and they missed it. I mean that kid played the impact of that kid at the end of the season so humongous, so huge. Uh, Blake Schilling says, "I spread the word, bro. I appreciate that. Every time you guys spread the word about our show, we greatly appreciate that because that helps us out." As if you've been in here from the first ever show when we had three listeners to now we're at 141, I mean, live listeners, I mean, it's just gone. Consistency wins. Consistency wins. Uh, Mark says, Tooth got, uh, Tooth so gat, you could fly 747 through that thing. Yeah, man. Alabama's coach, he's, he freaks me out, bro. He freaks me out. Uh, Derek Gordon, what's up, Derek? He says, I say that all the time, second most in the last 20 years behind only Bama, talking about national titles, and that's true. That's true. Uh, and I think that they, they're on the path to, to winning a lot of games this year too. Harold Woods, all right, let's get over to the offensive side of the football. He says, Pete is going to run a great offense, 
and really get out running out the running game back on track with using them as running backs as receivers. I agree with that. We got to find a running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Who is going to be that guy? Now, I really want to see John Emery um, take another step forward, right? I mean, I think you guys can still hear me when I do this. I just got to fix my hair. Got to fix my hair here. Uh, but I really want J- uh, uh, John Emery to take that next step. Now, I'm a huge t- uh, TDP fan, as you guys all well know, um, but he's just not a great receiving back. Maybe you can get him some balls out in space, let him run a couple people over. He's gotten a lot trimmer. And look, what does Amari Goodwin do? What does a lot of these backs do? you got a lot of uh, great backs. Corey Connor comes in. Uh, what can he do? So I, I do think that you have a lot of talent there. And look, they're going to run the RPO. If you don't like going up down uh, through the middle as a wide receiver, you're not going to play. Let me just let that be known right now. I don't want to say it's going to look a lot uh, really identical to Alabama in 2019 and 18, but what I would say is that's a lot of what this offense is going to look like. So if you can picture uh Alabama in 18 and 19 with the RPO game and the way that they ran it with a left-handed quarterback, I might add you, that's a lot what it's going to look like. I mean, that pretty much is. That pretty much is going to be the game. There's a reason that Jake Peets was brought into the Alabama staff multiple times, and that's where he goes off of that. Guys, he's been around guys like Lane Kiffin. He's been around guys like Steve Sarkeesian. He's been around guys, and uh, and his name's uh, – uh, Loxley from Maryland who ran the RPO game like it was going out of style. So that is what the mold of what Jake Peets is. We're going to run the football. We're going to run some RPOs off of it. We're going to get the guys in space. We're going to get some guys deep. We're going to attack the middle of the field. The two Again, and I, don't, I think that I've said this multiple times, uh, the two RPOs that, they, that LSU ran in the spring game with Max Johnson, touchdowns. Two TDs via Max Johnson. Uh, Miles Brennan goes 0 for 2. So they ran four total. Um, I mean, in real crucial RPO games, like real true RPO. And Max Johnson was able to deliver it and score. That's what changes the game with Max Johnson. The back end, the, the front end, and the linebackers have to respect that, hey, if it's a zone read, if this guy takes off, he's got some speed and can beat me. So what do I do? Do I take away the slant? Do I take the running back? Is he going to pull it and is he going to run? I mean, there's a lot of options that you got to you got to account for there. A lot of options. So if you, I think what that now that I've studied this enough, I think you can implement the 18 Alabama offense, 19 Alabama offense, and that's a lot what it's going to look like. That's what I envision. Uh, the plays that will be called because he even Jake Peets in the sarcasm that he does calls an Alabama play for a touchdown. Remember when Alex Adams goes in the backfield like he's Jerry Judy and then goes back, uh, not Jerry Judy, uh, um, Jalen Waddle goes in motion, stops, and then goes back. He you fake it to the flat, safety comes down, you lob it down the middle of the field on a little drag route, and it's a touchdown. Beautiful play calling, beautiful, beautiful play calling. The question is, is how well are they going to be able to run the football? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Derek says, hope Pete's can utilize the amazing wide receiver room. He will. He will. And look, if you don't like going over the middle, you're going to get crushed. You're going to get you're going to get Rudy pooed across the middle. Um, he's a TD machine. Uh, Ke- uh, Kevin Keegan says Corey Connor is definitely going to be a problem, though. He's a TD machine. I agree with that. Hopefully, I hope he can get some snaps as a freshman. I really hope he can get some snaps. Uh, Kenny Russell, our good friend Kenny. What's up, Kenny? He says, I might be in the minority, but I really believe John Emery will emerge and redeem himself. I think he can. I think that he can. He's got to catch the football. He's got to catch the football. That's the only thing that he needs to be working on right now. Catch the football out of the backfield. The only thing that I'd be wanting him to focus on the most, catch the ball out of the backfield. If you're out wide, be able to catch the ball. Be like Clyde. And I'm not talking about Drexler. <laughs> Be like Clyde, man. God, what a great back he was. What a great player. Uh, Kenny says Max actually didn't 
even looked bad against Bama when he did come in. He didn't look bad. No, I, I agree with that. I mean, he 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 didn't get rid of the ball quick enough on sometimes. Took some sacks. Um, but all in all, I think I think you're right. I think he looked good. Um, Kenny says I thought Coach O did his due diligence when he hired Jake Peets. And look, we're not even talking about Jake Man- uh, DJ Mangus. Uh, and he says this guy's really intelligent and gives me the confidence. Yeah, he, he look. He talked a big game. And I think he's going to be able to back it up. We're forgetting DJ Mangus too. We're forgetting about this passing game. How how good can those two guys work together? I think that they'll work fine. I mean, there's nobody on planet Earth that Joe Brady trusted more than DJ Mangus. I think LSU goes into this offseason working their asses off, and I think they come out firing against UCLA. I really do think they come out firing. Look, they they want to go. It's and, and you know what's crazy too. I know it's not against USC, right? I know that LSU is not playing USC for their opener, but they are going to be in Los Angeles. And Ed has a lot of ties in Los Angeles. I really, really think that he's going to tell Durante Jones and Jake Peets and DJ Mangus and Blake Baker and everybody to lay the smacketh down on that candy ass. He kind of wants to go in there and prove a point. Hey, I wasn't country club enough for you. Well, I'm about to beat your ass. I, I'm going to be a little honest here. If LSU starts getting out, um, if LSU starts coming out hot, I don't think they're going to let off up on the gas at all. I think that Ed is going to want to make a point in this game against UCLA, and he's going to want he's going to want to score sixty plus. Ed doesn't like doing that a lot, but I think that this would be the one game that he would say, "You know what? Screw you, Daddy's home." Middle fingers to the world. I think Ed would do that. And you know what? Kind of rightfully so. Guys, who who, who has the audacity? Who has the ball sack? Who has the, I don't even, the preppy hoity-toity, oh, we're, my name's Rick, I'm from the country club head ass. Where do you come off that Ed Orgeron doesn't sound country club enough? Where do you, oh, we have a lot of money. This to your money. Screw you, bro. Such a joke, man. Such a joke. Uh, Carl the Cat Dunn says, nothing but love for you, Blake. Carl, what I do? Carl, what I do? Did I do something wrong, Carl? Carl, what you think about... Uh, Carl, what you think about Paul Maneri? Hit me up with it. I think LSU's in no matter what they do or what happens. I think that they'll keep them in. I might be naive in thinking that. We'll see. But here, here's an interesting, here's an interesting thought. I said this last night. I'll say it again today. Uh, I know I kind of preached this last night, but we're gonna really see what uh, the committee for this baseball for the uh, baseball committee what they really think about midweek games. LSU's what twenty one and two twenty or no twenty one and three or four something like that in midweek or non conference. We're gonna really see how they how they uh, score these midweek games. We're really going to see it. All right, a couple more. Uh, we'll get out of here. Um, let's see. Kenny says 28-13 LSU. What, in the first quarter? <laughs> the first half? Y'all, UCLA's not good. If we lose to UCLA, it's a it's a big-time problem. If it's close, it's a big-time problem. Let me just tell you that. Uh, TJ, what's up, TJ? He says, I just found something out just messing around with Wikipedia LOL. Didn't know Coach Paul played for LSU. He didn't. He didn't. What you talking about? Uh, Kevin Keegan says, no, I think we score 49. Maybe so, but I think that he's going to want to rub it in. He's certainly going to want to rub it in. He's not going to want to let up lightly. And I don't And I don't blame him. The holy toities in Los Angeles, while they got so many people leaving California because of the Rudy Pooh stuff that's going out, on out there, I mean, I think that he's going to want to rub it in. Even more than Ole Miss. Even more than Ole Miss. I can see that. Brandon Reese says, let's be honest, the UCLA game is more of a recruiting game more than anything, especially since he was at USC. And I think I agree with that, and I think it's a revenge game. I think Ed wants to take some stuff out. He wants to – Look, he's going to want to take some frustration out, especially being in Los Angeles, and it's a good way uh, to see that. Um, Paul played for LSU in 1976. I had no idea. I didn't know that. Where where have I been? 
Where have I been? Damn. Rick Smith says, man, September 4th against UCLA cannot get here fast enough. Isn't it uh, in tomorrow 100 days? I think tomorrow uh, is 100 days. See, I didn't know this about Paul. He did in 1976, that old bastard. Man, I hope he can get him one more game. I ho- I hope that for Paul's sake, I know that he's more than likely going to retire and step down. For his sake, I hope he gets another one. I I, I really do. I really, really, really do. Where have I been? I felt like I know that, but I didn't know that. Uh, Blaine says we ain't getting in, Blake. Maybe not. Maybe not. And that would be the cherry on the Sunday for this team and for Paul Maneri. I just, I, I, I wish, for, I just really hope for his sake that he get, that we get in. Um, look, you got a team like Alabama. If they continue to win, uh oh. There goes my camera. What happened? Uh Uh-oh. My camera went out. Let's see if we can fix this. You know what? You know what? We'll just do this. We'll actually call it a night. We'll call it a night. All right, guys. We will see y'all again uh, Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Y'all be there or be square. But until then, guys, uh, oh, there's a camera. Hold on. We're back. Boom. Okay. Never mind. Hold on. Never mind. A couple more. We'll get out of here. My camera went out for a second. Every time we uh, – Kenny says Pete was at Alabama in 2018. I know. Yeah, he was. And that offense was really good. That offense was really good. Look, I, I'm telling you, it's going to look a lot like Steve Sarkeesian-esque. I'm telling you. And then they're going to put in some 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 stuff from a Joe Brady and what they did in 19, man. The philosophy won't be the problem. The the What they will run and the philosophy will – not be an issue. It won't be an issue. All right, last one. Brandon says, unfortunately, not great or not every great coach leaves out on top. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I just really, really, really wish he could have one more. Really, really wish. And I hate that his last game at LSU uh, at home was a loss. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Adam says that happens when you say that that devil state name. True, true. I don't like those Rudy Poos. All right, guys, we will see y'all again Saturday morning. Y'all have a good one. We will not be back tomorrow night. We will see you again Saturday morning. Y'all have a good day. Peace out, Girl Scouts. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.